Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Um, Robert, great word. That was amazing. You know, you touched on something that was on my heart that I wanted to share a little bit. Just the Lord gave me this morning as well. But also a passage that I'm going to bring up. I did not give you that, Larissa, earlier. But as I have 1 Corinthians 14, 16, when you're talking about worshiping God in all aspects with your mind, body, and soul. I mean, uh, love your God. There's obviously passages. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, your strength, and all your might, and all your strength. I think. But this one is a different one. 14, 16. 1 Corinthians 14, 16. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. It's just your, your thought process. Everything is involved when it comes to serving the Lord, and it's amazing. Um, and, you know, you're thinking, you know, and it's such an honor you mentioned also to praise God. Let me tell you this. First thing was just so amazing when we got there. It's just to be able to see people worshiping God. People, um, the, it seems like the prices are just as much as you'd pay here in the United States. But the, how much people live off of uh, on average is um, $120 a month. Um, it's, it's a miracle. I don't know how they live. And these people are so sacrificial. And um, you'll see a little later in the image uh, the church building that they built, free and clear. And this was not funded by people from overseas. It was funded by people of that church, you know. Um, this is where I preached. <laughs> Robert's talking about why I was nervous going over there. <laughs> it's, I can fit uh, quite a bit. I, can, um, I was a little wrong on the numbers, but I can fit 5,000 people. Um, and uh, both of the services uh, were pretty much full. So we're very Blessed, I mean, Dad got to minister. Anyways, uh, to go back a little bit, and you can remove that image for a moment. Um, uh, just the whole trip, I think, it, it was a very, first of all, most importantly, it was a blessing to be alongside my dad. And I, if you guys were here for Father's Day, you heard me brag on my dad quite a bit, you know. And um, so it was an amazing time with just me and him having a wonderful time relaxing, and, and we get to minister together. And uh, that's really cool. By the way, when I was phoning in my family regularly, I was talking to Alita on FaceTime. And, and I'm like, Alita, I'm actually in tomorrow. It's tomorrow, and you're in yesterday. And she's like, Dad, you're a time traveler. <laughs> this is amazing. How's that even possible? I thought that's only in, like, stories. And I'm like, well, sweetheart, yeah, I'm another part of the world. I'm living in the tomorrow. And it was pretty amazing how she was just absolutely shocked by that. Um, fully, she still doesn't understand. Maybe she thinks I went to the heaven and came back. Um, <laughs> I don't know how, but it's pretty amazing. She's still talking about it. Um, anyway, so first thing and foremost, which is amazing, talking about being ready and uh, wherever you're at. And me and my dad were traveling. Uh, so we went from here to Seattle, Seattle to Qatar, and Qatar, uh, Armenia. And in, so on, in Qatar, we got on the flight. And it's a three-hour flight to Yerevan, where we're supposed to go. And uh, so we get on the plane, and me and Dad, um, Dad had a window seat. I had an aisle. That's a more comfortable way to travel on the smaller planes. Um, but, you know, and then there's, as soon as we get to our seat, there's this girl sitting in the middle seat. And I thought, wow, this is, this is awesome. And uh, some of the older generation Armenian understand Russian really well still. 
And my dad immediately was like, hey, would you like to sit by the window? Um, people will always switch with you, no problem, any day from a middle seat. It's actually a window opportunity to minister, you know, because who would have thought, you know? Uh, <laughs> they would listen to you <laughs> if you... Um, if you offer up a window seat. But she didn't have any options because we knew, she was excited. She was like, oh, thank you for the window. And then uh, we knew that she, we got her. We, she's locked in to listen. <laughs> she's uh, three hours, you know, she has nowhere to go. And the flight was full. So even if she wanted to switch the seat, she had no option but to hear of the Lord, love of the Lord. Uh, so I called it a spiritual sandwich, Dad. I was like, Dad, because she was in the middle seat originally, you know, we we're on the side. But we let her sit on the, by the window. And that opened up her heart very much. And she was just so thankful. And we started talking. And then they served us food. So while I was eating, dad was ministering to her. And then uh, dad, uh, dad, as soon as dad started eating, I finished eating. So I took over. And it was pretty amazing. And the thing is, though, um, it wasn't something that we're like, you know, we're forcefully <laughs> advancing the kingdom of God. It was, uh, there was just a lot of heart that, you know, she opened up her heart. And the thing is, I think, Lord, after we got to the hotel when we arrived, I said, Dad, if it was worth it for that one, one soul to come to know the Lord, that trip was worth it all. Because, you know, Jesus talks like, you'll leave the 99 sheep to go get that one. That's how much he loves us. And this girl, she's traveling back to Armenia. And some of you may know, like six months ago, approximately a half a year ago, there was a war that broke out. And 5,000 people were lost, young people. And she lost one of her brothers. And... Uh, with two young children and gone just like that. And so she was traveling back, and mom's having a difficult time, you know, to deal with that loss and everything that is part of it. And it's very difficult. But, um, you know, the thing is, talking about God's timing of this, and God has been apparently, call, you know, sending different people in her life occasionally, you know, dropping a word there and there. And I feel like we were the finale that the Lord wanted to do. Uh, to have her surrender her life to Christ. And she did, which is amazing. And so, praise God. Amen. At the end of that flight, she's, she's in tears. She's hugging us, uh, you know, and she's just so thankful. She actually lives in, 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 De in Detroit. And, uh, but she's going to be there with mom for a little bit. And I said, guess what? You get to now go and minister to your mom and be able to, you know, come to, uh, you know, bring her to the Lord and pray together and things like that. And she said, absolutely, this was, this was God's plan. And I was like, that's it. I feel like that set me free going on that trip because I was thinking, I'm like, Lord, what do I go? I mean, what is there to preach? You know, this church is so huge. There's so many people that already love the Lord. And um, I didn't realize that there was going to be over 150 people giving, giving their life to Christ after my message. But I mean, who would have thought just with just starting up with just this one soul, this one girl that we met on the airplane. And, and she's not just a young girl. She's, she, she's got a family. She's got two little children. She's got a husband uh, in the States. And, but it went phenomenal. It was just God's timing was great. And, uh, but once we got there, uh, it was just amazing. And then the Lord really just took over. The craziest thing is um, I lost my voice and right when I entered Armenia. And, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm supposed to be preaching several services and things like that. And I realized that God allowed that to do that on purpose. I mean, I was talking to Celia this morning. We were talking about the Lord wanted to keep me my mouth shut <laughs> and only opened up when I, needed, when I needed to speak. Literally, guys, one hour right before the service, my voice would just come back to normal, at least, voice. 
and, uh, and one hour after I preached, and then it was shut again. <laughs> and that happened several times um, right before the service, literally. And I realized it was like God teaching me to trust him, and at the same time, he was protecting me probably too. Because <laughs> Robert's talking about we say some silly things sometimes. <laughs> um, so what an amazing experience. Um, let's show some pictures uh, real quick, and then I'm going to dive right into the word. This is, uh, some of them are, might be blurry, but you can go ahead and go to the next one. This is another day preaching. I wore a suit, guys. I wore a suit. <laughs> okay, so this is Pastor Arthur Semanyan, the one in the middle you'll see uh, next to my awesome dad with his hat. And everywhere we go, um, everybody knows this guy. Uh, Pastor Arthur Simonian, yeah, he gave him that shirt to my dad because he was like, you're just a superman. <laughs> um, it's amazing how people, you can leave that picture up for a second. Uh, it's amazing how they said, out of all these years, and they had so many different speakers come, they said, nobody made such an impact as you and your dad. I mean, I don't know if they're saying that to us to be nice, but I think it's true because um, just people, young people were lining up to take photos with my dad. And he wasn't dressed like that on Sunday service, but I mean, <laughs> I, because of the love, you know, to be able to see his youngest son now, you know, also pastoring, and it was a special thing to my dad. By the way, this is the first time dad got to hear me preach, because dad didn't get gets to hear me preach at all. He goes to another church, and, and my dad was really, really moved by that. He just said, son, I'm so proud of you. I'm so, like, just happy that God is moving in your life. And that, to me, you know, his opinion mattered more than uh, anybody else's. Even, you know, great bishop like uh, Pastor Arturo, you know, things like that. To, to me, that mattered so much that my dad is proud of me. And that's how God looks at us, too. He's always, when we do the littlest things, in, he says, I love you, son. I'm proud of you. All right, let's keep going. Um, let's see how many more pictures I got here. We're, I mean, the food was great. They were feeding us everywhere. Um, <laughs> and then Pastor Arturo just designated a few days, actually, taking us from different places. It's amazing. And this guy's got a graphic. I mean, he's got more than 52 churches, and I mean, 52 countries and over 98 churches. And we're talking about on average, the churches uh, on average would be around 400 people. So, and, uh, but anyways, such a servant of God. And then all the people that served us, this was our driver. were taking us everywhere. Uh, everything was just on schedule, and they're just such loving people. It's phenomenal. So, Anyways, so praise God for that. I'm very thankful. I want to just drop a little word that was on my heart, and it started actually right there because um, I actually did not know what I was going to share, <laughs> and it's not like my personality. I usually, I'm an over-prepper. I prep for my sermon so long and so many times, and I switched my sermon titles seven times before coming out there, and then like two hours Right before the service, pretty much, the Lord gave me a word, and I was very thankful. I was like, God, finally, thank you. <laughs> I was like, God, if you're going to teach me to trust you, can you, like, not do it on such a high scale? <laughs> do it on a smaller scale. You know, people that know me that will forgive me. You know, people like my people in Alaska. Um, Larissa, were you able to pull up a video? I sent the video. I don't know if it's there. Okay. So I, I bragged on our church uh, on my pastor, on my other father figure, which was Pastor Mark. Uh, and um, I asked, I said, I mean, I'm like, can we greet my church in Alaska? And so I don't know, I don't know if we'll be able to pull up, but you, I'll, if we don't, no worries, I'll show it to you on my phone. 
Um, it was also on the live stream, but I took a, did a selfie video, and I recorded, and I said, can we say hello to Alaska? And, it, and they did it in Armenian language. I mean, that congregation has, you know, many thousands of people. It was amazing. And really, people received it. And it's amazing that, like, I'm thinking, um, like, Dad, I, I was t- talking to Dad. I was like, here we are in Alaska, like, <laughs> and you decided to lay it on Pastor Tour's heart to bring us over to Armenia. What do we got, Lord? But that's the thing. The kingdom of God is in all of us. It's in the very littlest things. And in fact, the whole gospel or kingdom of God is built off of little things. It's not something grand and huge. Let me actually bring up that scripture. And that's uh, my backdrop for the scripture. Uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 30. Mark 4, 30 through 32. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed. I mean, guys, I looked up mustard seed because I actually never knew what mustard seed is the size of it. So small. It's, it's incredible. It says, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth? Okay. Verse 32, yet one planted, okay, it grows and it becomes the largest of all gardens and plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Um, I look at it, and when I was there, I, I brought up that scripture as well, and I looked at that huge building that they have, and I said, it's amazing how, I'm like, it started with just Lord touching Pastor to his heart, and he had a vision, and then Lord grew it into that, and now there's so many churches thinking about this huge tree that, you know, under it now other birds are protected. And, but that's the thing. Kingdom of God is in, in the littlest things we do, littlest things we say wherever we go. Literally, the kind of employee you are, the kind of a co-worker you are, if you just do that exceptionally, you're already preaching. When you're already not cursing, that's already preaching. When you're already, I don't know, just being nice to people, <laughs> you're preaching. And the thing is, a few weeks back, I, sh- I talked a little uh, about, uh, also about the seed, this, this passage. Um, I, I realized we already know enough information. We, God has given us so much. Um, and I just said, if we already just, if we just did what we already knew, you, we would grow, you know. And that's the thing. It's applying this littlest things wherever you're at. I look at it whenever we play soccer uh, me, Michael Biswall, here on my soccer team, Dare, um, Alan. Alan's not here today, but these guys, the fact is how we play already preaches because the fact is we don't argue with the referees. We can get frustrated with the referees. But I teach my guys, I'm like, guys, the referee never ever changed his call. If the really, referee blew a whistle, it's done. You know, there's no point of arguing. It doesn't do any good. In fact, just say, referee, no worries, I understand. Pat him on the back if you can or whatever. Show him respect. That preaches, which is amazing because it's a strategy I didn't realize. Because all of a sudden, we're the favorites. Like, the referees, like, might miss a couple of calls just because we're nice to them. So, our actions preach. Um, so, if you, how you love your wife, how you love your husband. Uh, you know, ladies, let me just tell you this. You know, there's a lot of women, you know, they're, they're you know, joking about their husbands. And they're continuously saying, like, oh, you know, man. You know, it can same happen with men, too, joking around about their wives. But when you are in public, when you're in fr- with friends or wherever, wherever you're at, 
your little thing, which you think is not a big testimony, your little actions are huge because that's how the kingdom of God is based on. Look at this. Jesus said, like, that's what kingdom of God is like. It's like a mustard seed. You know, Jesus illustrated, illustrates it perfectly. He's using this agricultural um, aspect. He's not, like, comparing kingdom of God to something ginormous like a city. If you think about it, right, they're anticipating listening to this passage. And, says, and they're like, kingdom of God is like, and if you actually read the scripture, you know, um, apost- uh, apostles, his disciples were expecting kingdom of God to be so, something so huge. Because they thought Jesus is going to come, he's going to rule, and they're going to be in on it. They're his boys. They're going to be in his administration, <laughs> you know. And then Jesus is like, kingdom of God is like, and they're like excited. And all of a sudden he's like, it's like a mustard seed. And they're like, huh, how emphatic, right? <laughs> what a setup, Lord. Exciting analogy. But that's the thing is, um, a lot of times, when, you know, the seed that we receive from the Lord, anything, that kingdom of God, that little testimony that you have that is not a big deal, is a big deal. That's why the passage says they overcame him, meaning the Satan, by, uh, through the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Your little story matters. Huge. Hugely. Like President Trump would say, hugely. <laughs> but a lot of times what we receive from the Lord, um, and it goes to the ground, and the Lord speaks to us. And, and I remember I talked about the three eyes, right? It goes into the ground where it seems insignificant. You're right. And then uh, when it connects with soil, you know, it's invisible. The most stuff that happens in our life, the deepest things that happen in our lives are often away from public. Your greatest victories are not going to be public, you know. It's not going to be on the surface of your emotions and things like that. It's when you're in your prayer room and you're like, God, I don't know what to do. That's the breaking of the seed. So check this out. God gives us a word. We're like, Lord, thank you for that. And they go, so that seems insignificant, right? Mustard seed starts with an eye. Insignificant. Then it goes into the ground where it's invisible, all right? And oftentimes when God is doing the greatest work in our life, we often feel ignorant. That's our third eye, all right? So insignificant, invisible, and oftentimes when the Lord is doing the most work in our life, we feel ignorant about it. And that's when it's just one-on-one time. And a lot of times it's the most painful times. It's when we experience loss. And the thing is, that's the moment where we have nobody else to turn but only God. Only God. This is so incredible because look at this. I want to connect this passage. John 12, 24. Unless a kernel of, of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Unless the kernel of wheat falls to the ground. Think of that one next time you're reading that passage. Fall to the ground. When you fall to your feet to the ground before the Lord. When you are finally in the, in the state of surrender. Like, Lord, I don't know what to do. But that's when the most impact happens. That's where your life changes, really. One-on-one, we just open up everything before the Lord. Amen. Then look at it. I, I used this analogy before as well. When we look at the house, right, um, and it's a beautiful house, most of the time we don't even see the foundation, right? But it's the most crucial aspect of building. <laughs> if you don't lay a found proper foundation, that house ain't standing, okay? You can't stand Alaskan earthquakes, no way, nothing. I mean, Jesus even talked about it. He said, what is a building without a foundation, right? He was talking about different, uh, how, how a builder builds, either on the sand or on the rock. So 
The most important thing is what's happening in the ground where the seed is, you know, it seems insignificant and small. It's where it's invisible. Think of it this way. This is where God is placing your foundation, you know. When you're like, it seems like the bigger the building, right? I mean, anybody that's in the construction or industry, um, engineering like Eric, um, the bigger the building, the deeper the foundation needs to be, right? So the greater the calling, the greater work is done. But oftentimes we give up at that state. We're like, God, is, this is, it's not done. Like, you're like, Lord, when is this going to happen in my life? And a lot of times that's what we think. And, and a lot of times it's God is calling you in your life later. He's setting you up for everything for the future. Nothing happens instantly, right? Look at this. Like this farmer, he says that, it talks about he goes and he plants and he doesn't know how that seed grows. And it's not up to us to know. Our part is just to sow. So I look at it on that story in Yerevan uh, when we were flying to that gal and we preached. You know, we did our part. The rest of it was God. We just needed to plant that seed. But it seemed so small. You know, it started off so small, such thing as offering a window seed. Okay? So next time you're doing a little thing, something nice to somebody, whatever it is, um, and you're thinking it's insignificant, it is very much significant to God. And God really wants to use that for his glory. And you never know. Like I said, just anybody that gardens and understands that, seeds sprout out at different seasons, different times. Sometimes it goes right away, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it stays there, but then it's growing deeper roots in God, you know, or I'm just symbolically speaking here. So don't discount your little testimony. Don't discount yourself the little acts that you do because kingdom of God is based off the littlest things, insignificant things. Think about who was Jesus choosing his disciples? Were they some religious scholars, like know-hows? I mean, if you think about it, right, I already talked about it before, but like who did God choose to carry his son, you know, in the womb? Mary. No, not many people knew her, right? And what about the disciples? A lot of times they didn't even know what they were doing. Think about it. <laughs> but Jesus was like, this is my kind of people. I love that. I can work through that. Because people that know it all, you guys don't need to go far. I mean, it's enough to you go be around maybe your people that you work with to understand, like, some people that know it all. <laughs> And you're like, it's not very pleasant to be around them. But Jesus, I love the kind of variety of people that he chose from, you know, people that were like up in the scale, like tax collectors, the people didn't like to, the fishermen. But God, but God used all of these people, you know. They seemed so insignificant to public. But God is like, nope, I'm going to build a kingdom of God with these kind of people. So I want to study to feel appreciated and know how great we are in the eyes of the Lord. The fact that you are here right now, that you're here, you're listening to these, you know, you're, you're listening to the message. The fact that you're worshiping God, there's a reason behind it. Because, and like I said, if you're not dead, God's not done. God is continually working with you, okay. Just every time you receive anything from the Lord, say, Lord, I receive it, and I'm going to plant that. I'm going to take that word and take it into action. But simple things, like I said, guys, we're preaching with our littlest actions that we do, how we treat others. Sometimes it's like the Lord lays uh, on your heart to pay for somebody, do it. Don't second guess that because how many of you witnessed that? The moment you give it like 10 minutes, 5 minutes, you're like, maybe I should, nah, 
you know what, they, they probably have enough. And next thing you know, you don't do it. But then that person leaves and you're like, ah, oh, I should have. Because you felt empty. You're like, man, I didn't act on it when I had a window of opportunity. Uh, let me just bring this testimony. I know I'm all over the place, but I'm talking about just the little things that we do. I, I, me and dad were walking out one of the ho- uh, by our hotel. There was this awesome park and historic park and World War II um, monuments and things like that. And while I was there, I mean, I had cash in my pocket. And I was just walking around praying, you know, just in, you know, I was like, Lord, maybe there's somebody who will lay on my heart and to give here and there or whatever. And God gave me significant times where I was able to act on it, and I'm glad I did. Uh, but it started out first, first time giving out some cash. It was, I'm just out there, and then this kid sitting talking to his mom. And I don't know why the mom looked in distress. Uh, she looked stressed out, and uh, the boy was having an ice cream cone. And, and they were about to leave, and I'm like, should I do it? Should I not, Lord? <laughs> Maybe they're doing all right. The kid looked a little plumpy. Maybe he has enough to eat. You know, I literally, I'm just thinking out loud, you know. Um, I'm sorry if it's too transparent. But I was like, you know, I think that kid is not going hungry. I think I'm all right. But then they started walking away. And immediately, like, just, I felt like something's tearing away. I'm like, I I can't lose that opportunity. I can't lose that window. And I ran up and I caught him. At that moment, I, I grabbed and I, for some reason, thought of giving, you know, more. I didn't realize I gave him a five, but still, five dollars over there is pretty good amount. And to a kid, <laughs> and the kid just broke out into tears. And I get to hug him, and I just loved on him. And the mother took a picture, you know, with me and him. And I don't know if I'll ever see them again. I don't know. But I told him about the church, and I said, hey, the Lord loves you guys. If you ever need to find a place, run, you know, go to the Lord and Go to this church, you know, because that's the only church I knew, so I'm going <laughs> to refer it there. And it's great. So I don't know what that little thing did. Until this day, I don't know. But I'm glad I did. And I love what God is doing here, guys. God is building his kingdom from people that are just uh, so simple, different backgrounds, you know, different cultures. And I don't know, but when I see a scripture on two languages, I get excited, <laughs> In future, we're going to have maybe three and four languages. It doesn't matter. We're an international church. <laughs> Everything belongs to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Worship team, let's end it with praise. But I just wanted to thank the church uh, for participating. I saw what little, with what little, how much people can do. And uh, I was able to bring $1,000 from our church and let me just say, we have sowed into the greatest place, okay? I was able to hand out cash randomly, different places where the Lord led me to. Uh, the remaining, I, I planted in the church because this church has littlest, I mean, ministries for everything, for elderly, like feeding the children. They have schools in place, so many. And let me tell you this, every dollar over there makes such a huge impact. And I'm so glad. And on top of that, I also brought, oh, video's ready. Oh, Perfect. Um, I also brought my own cash, and I was just so happy, you know, and because uh, at the end, Pastor Arthur wanted to bless us, you know, and he sat down, and he wanted to give us some uh, for our expenses or everything, you know, and not only that, to bless us on top. I went, and I turned around, and I said, I'm planting it here. I've seen what it started with. They showed us the, their first church, their first little building, how much persecution they had to endure. And only now, lately, within the last only couple of years, they're experiencing true freedom. I mean, 
And let me tell you this, guys. We're, we're, we're getting blessed by simply just doing that, by giving, you know. <laughs> and so I was just very blessed to, you know, sow that seed back into the, a great soil, you know. Awesome soil, what God is already doing. And there's a little video. Okay. Oh, can we turn up? One, two, hello, Alaska. One, two, three. There's three levels. You can't. Bless you, bless you. And I just gave a hug to Pastor Arthur right there on the way out. So, anyways, they are blessing us out there. I mean, how cool is that? But the, you know, I, I was so amazed by what God done because God was able to heal people. Um, God was able. I was. I was very humbled by the fact that God was able to use me. I didn't even expect that, but praise God. And you know, the amount of people that got to come to know the Lord. I got to pray over people. Um, it was amazing, guys. Something tells me, you know, that this is not going to be the last time me and dad will travel overseas. Uh, but it was an incredible experience. Because dad, my dad really needed to hear that, you know. My dad was like, oh, I'm in import. I'm already at the end of the runway. And that's what he always says, <laughs> meaning at the end of his life. And he's ready to die at any moment. But I was like, I was like dad, if you're not dead, God's not done. I think we're going to do a lot more work together. And uh, even Pastor Arthur prophesied it. He said, he's like, hey, you're going to travel until you're 90, and then on top of that, you're going to minister more. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.